This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Sarah Beale is here to talk about the long-running animated show, Family Guy. Welcome! Woo! <laughs> Thank yeah. you for being here. Always a pleasure. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the discussion as um, I got an email from you earlier this week um which hold on let me quote let me quote i can do this just a warning i'm hating the family guy pretty hard i may be writing a spec script out of spite so yeah this is how it's going so far (laughs) i mean it is it has not aged well at all (laughs) it really hasn't um like, I know I had told you to start watching the show a while ago because I was like, oh, it's a TV series. You might want to get a lot of episodes in or something. I don't know. Um, and then I waited to the last minute to watch them. So mainly I watched episodes from the first season of the show. And I maybe laughed once. Um, Holy crap, he's a crapple gets me every time. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but everything else, I was just like, can we not do this that would be like right. they're terrible jokes they are just la- like continuous and constant like the worst type of joke and you're just like why yeah. why <laughs> well just let so you know in the first episode of the show the premiere um there is a aunt jemima joke uh there's a tiananmen square joke um and there's a Kool-Aid Man joke, but also Kool-Aid Man hasn't been around for a while. So I don't I don't even know if anybody would get that anymore. So those are just the ones I bothered writing down that were slightly like <laughs> that were oh really just aggravating you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like, we've got um they were complaining about uh like Jehovah's Witnesses and was like, oh no, 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 we just got the Jemima Witnesses. And I was like, Really? Is this what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my hatred notes just are a whole lot less specific than yours. Like, I'm angry that they put children in peril. It's just like, it's always a funny gag. Like, Peter just runs over two kids. Here's the thing on the, the news that two children have, are missing. And he's like, oh, I thought I saw a new park. And the joke is that he ran over the two kids. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, why is that a joke? Why was that, like, that's infuriating. Yep. <laughs> like. I, I mean, I agree. A lot of the jokes were just kind of tasteless. You're just like, really? This is what we're going to do? Oh, my gosh. I watched sure. a Halloween episode in season nine where they started with a Bill Cosby joke, and it ended on an incest joke, and everything in the middle was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, for mm-hmm. real? This is what this is? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe in the moment when we watched these originally, and I think I did, like it was like strong satire that was like in the realm of like South Parkville. Like mm-hmm. it's more, and maybe people were, I don't know, less sensitive. I don't know. Maybe. Because, I don't. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, I know what you mean because um, I remember, I think it was supposed to be an homage to like All in the Family, but at the same yeah. time, it was like a combination of The Simpsons and South Park put together. So you have this like really messed up family dynamic. Um, then you have like this hyper, you know, gross uh, reflection of society. And then you have just like, oh, we're, we're family fun. That's going to be, that's going to work out okay at the end of every week. And you're just like, yeah, but I don't want it to. I want you And it to was die. on like right after The Simpsons, like mm-hmm. 8.30. And so like, I probably watched it because it was right after The Simpsons, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And, and I wanted to watch more animation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, it's terrible. Like watching, like watching, looking back at it now and going like, Oh yeah, this is a lot to endure. Like there are aspects about it that I want to like. Like Alex Bornstein is like amazing, like Lois, mm. and like I love her. And they have other cool voice actress actors and actors on the show and cameos and that kind of stuff. But like the core of it is just rotten. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? The voice work is fantastic. Even like the the um, like the sound design, like the scores and all that kind of stuff, fantastic. But then, yeah, then you put it on top of the story that they're actually telling, and you're just like, this is gross. Yeah. Can we not? Or it's just like, it's, gl- I don't know. I, I think we're definitely more aware, um, social consumer now, like, mm-hmm. because we're, we're attuned to it so much more strongly, I hope. <laughs> and so, like, and I don't know, we're in kind of like, yeah, we're in a post Shit's Creek era mm-hmm. uh, where, like, we want to see the best and not just, like, live in the worst and mm-hmm. like and have no hope. So and and it's just like stating the obvious. And I don't think you can just like state the obvious anymore and like, ah, it's a joke. And I'm like, no, we, we want better. We yeah. expect, we punch expect up. better. Punch yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and um the other thing I found about it too is that like most shows, like even with All in the Family, which is has its own problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of that came um Oh my God, I'm going to forget what those shows were called with the black people. Oh yeah, the oh Jeffersons? Jeffersons, uh, oh my God. I feel, I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> give me your black card. Yes, here you go, take it, <laughs> take you. it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, and no, but the thing is that the end of every episode, like Archie Bunker, quote unquote, learned something, right? right? Um, and that was one of the keys to it. You're just like, like, yeah, he's an old white man who doesn't want to change his ways and he's racist and he's sexist and uh, he's ignorant. But at the same time, at the end of every episode, he's just like, maybe I am ignorant. Hmm. And yeah. then it leaves you with like a thought. But at, the, at this, like at the end of every episode, nobody's learned anything. Nobody's changing no. their behavior. Nobody's, nobody's just like, hmm, what did we learn from this? And they're, they're pretty much at the end of it, nothing. We're going to stay our, ourselves. And you're just yeah. like... Can you can you not? Can you just be a little bit different from now on? That yeah, would be awesome. like do better, do better, Seth MacFarlane. Shame, shame. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I was watch. Uh, which episode was it? It was the one where. Oh, I am Peter. Hear me roar. It's an episode from March two thousand. I think it's technically the second season of the show where Peter has to go to sensitivity training. And the thing is, it's just like, okay, I see this satire here, right? It's uh, office, and they're just like, oh, we give, ni- we, we give um, sensitivity training, but it's like 1950 sensitivity training, you know? They're like, you've yeah. got to tell a woman she looks good every day or else she'll feel insecure, <laughs> like it's shit like that. 
And then he goes to sensitivity training um, and they're just like, oh, women, you know, are taught to compete against each other. And, you know, you have to treat women like human beings and all this kind of stuff. And they're telling you all the things that are true that you should be doing. But then Peter comes in touch with his feminine side. Lois gets mad because he won't, she won't, he won't have sex with her. And yes, that can be a problem in a relationship. I understand. But how she gets him out of it is she has a cat fight with another woman um, who stood around degrading her for her choices in life. And you're just like, wait, what are you trying to tell people? Like, this isn't, yeah. you know, and at the end of the episode, Peter is back to being Peter. So he hasn't evolved. He hasn't learned anything. He's not more sensitive to her. He's yeah. just Peter again. And you're just like, what, like the satire is supposed to, enlighten it's not supposed to be in the same place all the time yeah for sure or even just like or don't just immediately like assume the worst of things and get away with that like Mm -hmm. there was one episode i watched about it was um lois's parents the wealthy people Mm -hmm. about how they met and they met with him immediately punching her in the face and the next scene is you took that like a champ Let's make out. And then um, flashback to the future. She, he's having an affair on her with somebody who's been sex trafficked. And I'm just like, all of those things are wow. terrible. Like terrible, terrible, terrible. Like, yeah. Like, like what is the joke there? Because like, those are just true facts, right? Yeah. Like, yes, wealthy rich men get away with doing whatever they want other people uh uh violence uh against women is committed against women of every socioeconomic level like yeah those are good things to point out but like you have to do it like that like oh it was Mm. just like it's guttural you're just like oh why did you just like slit my throat while you're at it you're already there like how much more terrible do you want me to the 30 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah honestly i wouldn't be surprised if there's episodes where they slit people's throat it's fine and <laughs> my other thing is is the way they th- treat meg throughout the whole series oh yeah and it's and, fucking mila kunis too i'm like like she deserves to be treated that way fuck, fuck yeah. that the funny thing i found out about it is that mila kunis wasn't the original voice of meg the original voice of meg was actually seth mcfarland's sister Oh, and I was like, even worse. Really? That is even worse. He was going to treat his sister, his actual sister, yeah. just continuously like shit. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to give her a name. Her name is Rachel McFarlane. Yes. Oh, um, that's so, bullshit. Yeah. That is such bullshit. It really is. Bullshit. And then you think of the continue, like outside, well, the world, because he got so many spinoffs from this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, well, there's a the Cleveland show that ended up getting canceled. Yeah, and that was, I don't know, I, I there were things about the Cleveland show that I really liked and enjoyed, just because mm-hmm. it had, I don't know, but it was still, at its core, very bad and making just terrible jokes. <laughs> and, ah, oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah, he wanted to be the animated Archie Bunker, or Norman Jewison of, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the man who, like, created and wrote all the shows. Yeah. Um, I think I was telling you before, um, like, I was thinking, you know, it couldn't have aged that bad. It was a pretty funny show. (laughs) And I sat there and watched a bunch of episodes, and I was like, oh, my God, why? So, yeah, 
I don't understand how this show is, is still, there's new episodes still being made every year. So I have no idea how this has lasted. This it's long. still on the air? <laughs> yeah, I'm like 98% sure it is still on the air. Bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's, uh, so, that's pretty infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't... Because I know it did get canceled at one point in time for like a, a little while. Um, not sure what year that was, but, and then it came back. Yeah, there are, there are 21 seasons of this show. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a lot. There, that oh, is okay. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think now's the time, Tracy. I, obviously I'm looking to get a writing gig in uh, the <laughs> television film industry. I'm pitching myself right now to Seth MacFarlane, the man I've called bullshit for however much time this has been recording. Mm-hmm. Hey, please, Mr. Seth MacFarlane, hire me based on these two yeah. scenes. That's Sorry, I do have to make a correction. <laughs> Apparently, they're on season 19, but their contract has been renewed to season 21. Okay. Sorry. Just a correction. Before I get like angry emails from somebody or something. Like <laughs> do you get correctional emails on this thing? Um, I do not, but I did get tweeted at last week because I couldn't remember the name of a dude from something. And somebody was like, hey, it's this guy. And I was like, oh, I know who that guy is. And that was it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, people are interacting. I have fans. And I felt very okay. special about it. Yay. I'm Thanks conscious. for listening, guys. Yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. We're going to read the spec script and I do not do the voices because if I try, I will offend somebody in some way. Um, <laughs> so I am not going to bother doing that or I will hurt myself. I think no, if I I'm did. not going to do any, I'm not going to try to do any voices either. <laughs> did you want to start? Okay. So, Okay, this is going to be the Halloween 2020 spec script. Um, there's only two scenes here because uh, I my hatred only spurned this much writing. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I do you have a punny name that we could have for the Halloween 2020 title? Hmm, a punny name. Hmm. No, no, I don't. Oh, can we call it Quarantine Wolf? <laughs> you're much better at this than i am yes yes we can yes we can <laughs> that might inspire a team wolf reference later in the episode which is not written which Just, is not written as yet yeah <laughs> in case you get angry tweets yeah. why was it the team wolf reference <laughs> ah! okay um, well i mean there is a reference wait no candy corn um candy quarantine candy quarantine nice go that way i don't know is it don't don't (laughs) patronize me you don't have to it's fine (laughs) i'm enthusiastic for comedy (laughs) (laughs) so we got our cold open it's interior on the house day lois and stevie or stewie meet upstairs in the hallway who do you want to be do you want to be lois or stewie i'll be stewie okay Oh, Stewie, you're dressed up as a Canadian lumberjack for Halloween. That's so nice. (laughs) Stewie, 
Actually, I'm a Nova Scotian lobster fisher on my way to burn down a rival fishery. Stewie, those fishermen committed acts of violence on indigenous communities. Those actions are racist. There is no racism in Canada, woman. Justin Trudeau was on Lily Singh's Late Show, which means he knows an Indian. Also, sometimes he dresses like one. Cut to Justin Trudeau in brown face on RuPaul's Drag Race. And Ru is saying, you say it, Tracy. Your look is so ill-conceived, poorly executed, but is a true don't. Mr. Prime Minister, sashay away. Okay, this is our introduction music, it seems, today. (laughs) (laughs) It's violence in movies and sex on TV, but when you do something... Where the good old-fashioned values I went for you to lie. Lucky there's a family got boo boo doo. Something, 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 something. Effing Christ! He's a family god! And then the intro. I like how we both remember that so well. So we got interior, living room, night. Brian and Chris are talking on the couch in front of the TV. Do you want to be Brian or Chris? Uh, I'll stick with Brian. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) There's nothing scary on Netflix. Oh, then don't fall into the white guy vortex of the stand-up comedy section. It's too late. I'm already here. I'm doing the voice. (laughs) Looking through Netflix list. Bill Burr, Jack Whitehall. Mm -hmm. Colin Quinn, Todd Glass, Craig Ferguson, time passes. Zach Galifianakis, John Mulaney, Jim Gaffigan, Brent Moran, Anthony Jeselnik, Jim Carr, time passes. Judd Apatow, Colin Quinn again, (laughs) Russell Brand, Joe Rogan, John Tom Sequeira, Burt Kirshner, Jim Jeffries, time passes. Tom Papa, Jerry Seinfeld, Patton Oswald, Mark Marin, Jeff Foxworthy, Ron White. Time passes. It is morning, and Peter works walks down the stairs. And Douglas by Hannah Gatsby. You be Peter. Hannah? Hey, that's not a man. That's a woman in a suit. I feel so vulnerable. Peter clutches his house co- coat around him. And scene. Look, if we see this on television at any point in time, we're going to sue. I'm just going to say. Or you got to give us some reparations. That's right. I use the word reparations. You're welcome. Speak. Yes. Are we going to just start? We're going to start. Yes. Also, sashay away is the greatest thing RuPaul ever says. I'm just going to say. No, I just want him to say that to Justin Trudeau in real life. IRL, that needs to happen. Also, uh, those guys in Nova Scotia need to stop burning down fisheries and the RCMP needs to do something. Just my shout out. Yeah. Politics. What? No. I think it's funny that a lot of Canadians, including myself, sometimes think, oh, we're better than the States. At least we're not these nope. people. And I'm like, eh, equally terrible. Equally terrible. We're just as bad. 
It's um, not worse sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I think that one of the things that makes it worse is that yes, it may have taken um, the death of someone in the States for there to be riots and protests and all that kind of stuff. But there's deaths here all the time of indigenous people and there's still no riots and protests and stuff to get things changed. Um, and when there are riots and protests, people are just like, you're being very inconvenienced. Like, can you just get out of the way? Oh, you know, yeah. it's one of those things. So it's a very, it's a very sad and contentious topic. Um, yeah. Yes. So yes, thank you for bringing this to the forefront, Sarah. Thank <laughs> um, you. I, I just wanted, I just, you know what? I, I just wanted to show that this show has an audience and it could be powerful if it wanted to be it could do better jokes if it wanted to it wasn't very hard and I think I mean it's the, about the laugh quality I think the average watcher watches from it and mm -hmm. like I don't I'm not saying it's good I don't think it's actually that funny <laughs> I'm I just <laughs> I just I just want better <laughs> for yeah. people I want better people to be presented with better options <laughs> yeah well and i and i think that's one of the problems with shows like this where it, it is the but it's a joke mentality it's like if you don't laugh at it you're just missing it like you don't get it and it's like no i get it it's just not funny or it's just yeah. not helpful or you know maybe if you did it slightly differently it could be better i mean i think yeah. if enough time passes by and you have the right person anybody can make a joke about anything and we will laugh agreed well, but and it, yeah and i think it shows like i don't know although and and i'm happy to switch topics and talk about orville which i think mm -hmm. is a much more like diverse perspective of like idea and thought and peoples mm -hmm. and under this seth mcfarland like umbrella of creations and so but it's just so infuriating to me that this is still like obviously like uh, yeah, the Archie Bunker point of view. It's conservative. It's the white man perspective. It's very limited and narrow. And it's going to make jokes at everybody else's expense and never mm -hmm. necessarily for like the cultural good or betterment of people. So it's just, it's frustrating. <laughs> well, that was, that was the same with um, his show uh, American Dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Conservative white man putting down his daughter left, right, and center. I mm -hmm. mean, like, I don't know why I watched that show too. I hated that show and I related to it so hard only because of the older daughter's experience. Yeah. But it was a terrible show. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that show's got canceled, but uh, it is on. And I watched a lot less of this show than Family Guy. I watched maybe like a season or two or maybe like sprinkled episodes every, every once yeah. in a while. But they often get to a point where I'm just like, I can't look at this because yeah. I'm just like, you are just putting like just like this gross miasma of you know of everything destructive in our current state of being out there and you're just like oh let's laugh at the people that we're making fun of and you're like no you're you're doing it wrong yeah thank you yeah like ah i'm so over all your abortion jokes already like if i have to mm. hear one more i'm gonna lose yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's just clearly like, yeah, women weren't involved or considered in this project because I'm sure if one woman writer was in that room and was like, hey, this one, not so cool, guys, like, mm -hmm. maybe not, maybe not this one. Mm -hmm. Well, the funny thing is, so one of the, the sets that I have is the um, 
the Family Guy, Stewie Griffin, the Untold Story Collection. And it's three episodes from season four, um, episode 28, 29, and 30. And it's just three stories back to back of Stewie doing Stewie things. And the second part of those is actually written by Alex Borstein. It's, what's that episode Oh, called? that's cool. Um, it's called Bango What's His Name-O. It's the one where Stewie meets this guy who looks like him, and it turns out it's himself from the future who's come back in time. Oh, and, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I was just like, I was watching, and I was like, oh, this episode is actually different than the other episodes because the only like yes Stewie still has his like I want to kill my mother mentality and yes um uh Meg is you know it's in the future so Meg's a man now and Peter is being Peter he's just being gross but there's so less of a focus on degrading other people throughout the episode (laughs) that I was just like Oh, you're actually doing like actual jokes instead of just like degradation all over the place, like insulting <laughs> as many people as possible as fast as possible as you can. Because within the whole episode, it's just Stewie being a horrible adult and being yeah. sad that this is the adult he grows into, and it's just him <laughs> following him around in his life. And I was like, oh, so the adult white male is the one who's pathetic? oh thank you thank you so much this is making me feel better i don't know or it's just like yeah it's just it's nice to have that other point of view and a different perspective and and like yeah literally seth mcfarland was doing what three of the voices on the show too so it was always more than that he does yeah at least or like the three of the main characters because he's does brian stewie and peter and quagmire Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> it's like a—is he just like um, what's it called? Like a secret schizophrenic? Like got all the voices in his head? <laughs> it's like stop it! There's so many. We're all talking at once. Yeah. Um, looking back, I think my only thing I liked about the show <laughs> mm. was um, Adam West as the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he was just absurd. Like, he, like, his comedy was always just, like, absurdist humor. Like, it made no sense. Mm -hmm. He's hanging out Cornish hens for Halloween and putting Mm -hmm. gravy. Like, it's just so weird and delightful. And I like that a lot. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is on the the untold story thing. So they set up, there's an entry to it where he's like, um, it's a red carpet event that people are going to, right? Um, and he comes up and he's like, Ooh, here's the mayor of Quahog, Adam West. He's like, do you have, do you have any words for our audience? And he's like, he's like, uh, pencil, refrigerator, aluminum. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep <laughs> aluminum for myself. I forget what the actual words were, but I started laughing. That was like the first solid laugh I have had. And at that point in time, I'd watched like eight episodes of the show. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. God. Okay, this is fine. It's a lot of work for a solid laugh. It's you should get to that work. laugh in the first 30 seconds or you're cooked. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but I also, I, sorry, no, maybe I'm kind of lying. Because in the episode, A Hero Sits Next Door is the one where you first get introduced to um, Joe. The first time you see that he's a guy in a wheelchair 
Peter says, holy crap, he's a crapple. And, <laughs> you know, I still feel like that is offensive. But for some reason, no matter how many times I hear it, when it is structured within that scene in the show, I get at least, I get at least a, a snort. Like, I, I don't get, like, a full belly laugh. I'm not, like, missing 10 minutes of the show after that. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, clever. How witty. I'm delighted. <laughs> it is thoroughly delightful. Thoroughly, I tell you. I'm throwing my piggies in the air now. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Hold on. I just oh, realized. Clever wordplay is like, it appeals to us. I think it's just like part of our sensibilities. <laughs> yeah. It's true. One thing about the show I really did like is the amount of um, like voice talent that showed up on the show. You know, like the even just like the regular people are fantastic. Oh you yeah. Know? So yeah, McFarlane, you got um, Alex Borstein, Seth Green, Mila Kunis. Then you have Patrick Warburton, um, and who was this guy who did Cleveland? Oh, Mike Henry, who quit because you know, like I'm not a black person doing a black person's voice. That's wrong. I was like, yeah, I get that. Good for you. But, yeah. Take notes. Uh, who's doing a poo on The Simpsons? Oh yeah, he quit too. Did he? Hey, Good. Hey, yeah, he said he quit. He's Good. not doing Good. Um, That's the right thing to do. Mm. I like that. Snaps. Yeah. He did it. He did it before this guy did. So yeah, yeah no, he Good. does. He thoroughly gets out of that. Yeah. Good job, guys. We that's that's what we want to see. <laughs> Keep it up. That's what we need out there. I, I always loved uh, Hank Azaria as Gargamel in the Simpsons or in the yes. Smash franchise. He I was, mean, I hate, I, I will say this. I hate those movies. They're crap. He is. But solid. he's fantastic. Yeah. He is. He's the reason to watch that. Him and um, what's his name? Uh, oh, no, I forgot. Patrick Harris? Name. Duke has his name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got you this time. I Thank did you. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you your black card back. Thank you. For doing Wait, <laughs> really? No, don't I give you another one back for that? Like I don't. <laughs> here's here's twelve. Just take them, run with it. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I watched. I think it was half of the first movie. Was the furthest I could get into it. And I was like, I can't do this. The but snipes? then I, yeah, and then oh. I watched the, what's the one with the girl Smurf, and they find out there's a village of girl Smurfs. Yes. I watched that whole movie. I actually kind of enjoyed that one. I cried <gasps> so hard. What? <laughs> I saw it in theaters and I was crying. I was like, oh my god, my whole life I've just waited for, to see this moment of a village of Smurfs that are women, and they just love each other, and they live in this community, and this is mm-hmm. so special. And it was my dreams. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I was surprised how much I liked that one. I was just like, okay, this is working for me. I'm all right with it. Everything yeah, is fine. Yeah, I think, I think Katy Perry was Smurfette. And was it that one that she was Or Smurfette? maybe, I think the first one, she was definitely Smurfette. And then that, yeah, the first one had the Katy Perry song. <laughs> Anyways, Lost Village. It was, who played Smurfette? It was Demi Lovato. Oh, Demi Lovato. Yeah, and Rain Wilson voiced Gargamel. But yeah, he did a good job. He did a great job as Gargamel. Oh my god, I didn't realize how many. So there's, so so it's Demi Lovato, Rain Wilson, Joe Meganiello. I hope I said that right because he's a very pretty man. Um, Jack McBriar, Danny Pudi, Mandy Patimkin, 
um, D. Bradley Baker, Michelle Rodriguez, Ellie Kemper, Julia Roberts. Yeah, so many people like were crazy. in that one. It's so good. I like yeah. watch watch it again. It is amazing. I know. <laughs> I really, like, I really do like that one. It was great. I love the animation style too. Like mm-hmm. it's just so like. Uh, yeah, look at we tied it right back into the Family Guy with our animation and our love of animation. Like, mm-hmm. but it's like one of those things. Like, it's drawn in that style. Like, it, it reminds you of the visual illustration when you're watching it, yes. which I like makes it extra special to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a solid movie. It had great music. I feel like for some reason, while well, I had a Smurfs record as a kid, and uh, the Smurfs and like solid soundtrack synonymous in my brain. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> super enjoyable yeah i don't know like i know for a fact i watched quite a bit of smurfs when i was younger but it's not one of those shows that stuck in my head like um, i know what they look like i know what the song is you know la, 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 yeah. you can't not have that in your brain at some point in time oh, and you're welcome yeah. for listeners who now have it in their brain <laughs> um and but i remember so little of like the episodes or what the show kind of felt like or sounded like overall you, you know what I, do you know what i mean like i don't i don't remember you know like some shows like oh i remember this episode or i remember this episode oh. and you know i remember this thing happening i mean i remember like the smoggies like better than this and i watched a lot less than that <laughs> i guess like yeah i don't know i i consumed a lot of smurfs content uh, mm. So, I, yeah, I agree. Like, it kind of all melts together in my mind a little bit. But I remember I have, like, you know, I know Jokey has that package and it's going to explode. And <laughs> I know, like, uh, the one in the glasses is going to break his glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's going to say something really nerdy. Like, it's like you um, have certain expectations. And then when they perform those expectations, you're delighted. You're like, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I'm Because that's smart. what's supposed to happen, right? That's yeah, what's supposed yeah. to, to go on. And then, like, yeah, it, it definitely, like, kind of committed that formula of, like, by the end of the cycle, everything has returned to it was and nothing has really changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, adventures ensued, but no growth has happened. happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Gargamel hasn't learned. Uh, his fucking cat is still a fucking annoying brat. <laughs> What's right? his name? Oh, uh, I, I, oh, my God. What is he's, he's my favorite cat. to <laughs> Azriel. Azriel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Frank it. Welker did the voice, and he does voices in like Darkwing Duck and stuff. Oh, cute! I remember did a. I had to do a whole bunch of research on him for my Darkwing Duck Darkwing episode. Duck. I love Darkwing Duck. That was great. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Um, it was one of the episodes that started right. That was right when the whole COVID shutdown happened. Oh, okay. And I was like, I haven't figured out my technology yet, so I'll do this episode myself. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it was fine. I actually kind of enjoyed doing it myself, but I'm like, it took so much effort. It took so much more effort than usual. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she always says. Okay. So yeah. much effort. So, so much effort. Guys. Guys. Yes. Smurfs. Um... I don't Are you know. watching any recent animation that you like to watch? Right oh, now? yeah. Um, one of my favorite things right now is the new DuckTales show, and they're oh. putting Darkwing Duck in there as well. So it's kind of oh, amazing. Oh, that's cool. 
It's got um, like half the cast of SNL are the voice actors on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. But they do <laughs> such a good job. They've got uh, so they've got like a Doctor Who. They have a uh, Danny Pudi from Community. Um, oh, cool. They have Bobby Moynihan. Uh, who's the other one? Who does the other voice? It's like Beck, Beck Beckinsale, Beck White, Whitey McWhite Man. One yeah, it's one of those guys. Um, Beck, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just think the the update to the storyline has just been so so good. Um, the only thing I find I don't know. It's not really weird or like why they thought it was necessary, or I guess maybe kids are more aware now than they used to be. But like they brought the triplets' mother back into their show. Oh. Whereas before you're just like, oh, it's Donald she was with his dead. nephews, and you're just like, we're we're assuming she's dead, and that's yeah, it. She that's, was dead. I'm pretty sure it was, that was clearly yeah. identified to us somehow. Mm. She was dead. But they brought her back, and she's like, uh, her name's Della Duck, and she's like a fantastic role model for them and for oh, women in general. Cool. Awesome. Um, so like all of the female characters in here are pretty strong. Um, so I think it's a great show for boys because Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they actually gave them three different voices. You can yeah. tell them apart. Don't ask me which one is which. Please don't, because that's just fun. <laughs> um, but they all, they also each have very distinct personalities and they learn and they work together and they do all this stuff. And it's just like really nice, well-written stories. Um, and Scrooge is a lot more into the show instead of like, I'm a rich duck over here and you guys are doing crazy things over here. He's like in the story. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it, I think it works they out really integrated well. integrated plot lines. They do things together. They do that's things cool. together. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's still a wacky town and things are still crazy and I love it. That's fun. Um, and of course, I also watched all of the new She-Ra show. Uh, loved every minute of it. Amazing. I, I really want to get into it, but it's super military, and I wasn't expecting that vibe. <laughs> Do you think it's too military? I didn't, well, well, I guess it's about protecting your... World. It's a war story. It's a like war it, story. Yeah, and I'm, I don't love military, I have to say. like mm -hmm. It was kind of a bit of like a... I don't know. I guess I'm... <sighs> It's going to be controversial. I know people, so many tweets that you're going to get from this. Okay. But, but I'm more team um, Gem and the Holograms than She-Ra. Okay. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. But are they going to do a new Gem show? Because that Gem movie I would stupid. love it. No, I would not love a real that show. so hard. Yeah. Actually, uh, I have to give this a little shout out because it was very, like, I feel inspired by Gem and the Holograms in a weird way, but it's called Julie and the Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I know this show? It's on Netflix and it's delightful. And it's, uh, it becomes kind of like they break out into songs. So it's about a boy band, a boy rock band that dies. I think in the eighties or nineties, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, they die at, before they hit their, their peak. And then they become ghost backup get, uh, band for this girl, Julie, who's just lost her mom and going through some grief. But she's an amazing singer. Everyone's an amazing singer. And it like, breaks down into, like, it's not a musical, I would say. It just has musical moments. Yeah. But they're, like, to further the episodes. Like, it's meant to be, this is a performative 
music performance and then they don't just usually break out into song in the middle of the and we're talking now and i'm singing the rest of my sentence (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't mind music musicals when it's like oh no we're just a band and you can see our performances so there's music i don't like the bursting into song like a la you know high school musical or something yeah no 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 yeah it, it would give the impression of something that resembles high school musical but i argue that it's much better than that and but uh enjoyable very enjoyable i mean this does look interesting you're gonna love it mm-hmm. it's got a it's it's got an 8.4 on rotten tomatoes well i don't know on, on what something? is what is imdb's rate come from oh it's imdb scale out of yeah. 10 i guess 8.4 yeah, yeah. out of 10 <laughs> yeah so that looks pretty good i will definitely check it out like i know um a lot of people think it's weird that i watch a lot of kids content but honestly sometimes it's just nicer to watch kids content and you don't have to like you know get so over emotionally distraught about like these crazy deep dark storylines that are perforated through all of like quote-unquote adult content these days i just find it to be so much but also a lot of kids content right now is fantastic oh it's so good like and i would say like it's just like uh it's still intense but in different ways right like Mm -hmm. the intensity is like around social interaction and social integration and Mm -hmm. like and acceptance and fitting in and finding friendship and like navigating relationships, which is still like, those can be intense emotions. Like my daughter Mm -hmm. right now is watching worst witch and it's about, um, uh, all girls school and they're learning how to become witches and they live in a boarding school and it, it resembles a building I used to work in at a boarding school. And uh, it's just like so relatable. I'm like, I didn't even attend the organization <laughs> as a student. But I'm like crying at episodes. I cry a lot at kids content. I have to tell you, Dora the Explorer live action cried. Mm. <laughs> like well, everything Pixar cried. Cry- <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what Pixar does. Pixar likes to run <laughs> up and be like, Oh, look at all the colors. Everything's so pretty. And now you're going to start crying. And you're just like, <sighs> What? what is happening like it's that's just what pixar does um but yeah like a so a show like um steven universe for example was so good at that because i mean a lot of the show was just about having like emotional wellness you know um oh, and figuring out you know how to be friends with people how to be a good person and yeah there were definitely like episodes where you were just like why am i feeling things what is what is happening don't these are eleven minute episodes. How am I feeling this much? Yeah, in yeah. Time period. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, shows like that are just like so so good at that kind of thing. Um, and it was the same thing with like um, Gravity Falls did that in a bunch of episodes as well. Yes, it was like wacky adventures and stuff, but also it was about being a really good sibling or being um, a good adult figure for people that are below you. How to make friends? How to be a yeah. good friend? You know, how to, you know, you know, yeah, you might like somebody that doesn't mean somebody likes you back and how to handle rejection without being an asshole. Like it's, it's stuff and it's not like hit you over the head, but at the end of it, you're just like, oh, that's how you should do it. Don't be a dick. You're just like, yay. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's one of the reasons why I like shows like that, where you're just like, it's, 
it is all kind of clouded in like this bubblegum world but at the same time like no it's real lessons and it's teaching you real ways to to help you with your life and how to feel like how to emote how to explain things how to get what you want out of a situation like in a without manipulating or or using someone you know like they're they're really well done I uh I love uh I think it's called aggressive retsko uh it's like uh hello kitties um bread panda it's in the same yeah and so she works in an office and gets mm-hmm. shitted on by her boss mm-hmm. and, uh, and gets her angst out by singing heavy metal. Um, and it's so freaking relatable. I'm like, is this for children? Is this for adults? Shit, I'm crying again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's yeah. so good. And it's just like it hits like every note. And you're like, I am feeling all of these emotions. Mm-hmm. This is just so relatable. <laughs> you're just like, ah, so emotional. I think like I definitely know that like uh, I think with animation, we don't assume or even illustration like in comic books. Like it take uh, we I don't know if we make ourselves more open to it because we know it's not reality just for the removal of like, it's not real life actors. It's, uh, we know it's fantasy. It could be anything, but we become so vulnerable to it emotionally. And so, <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't, you don't prepare yourself for it because of that. Right. You're like, no, 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 this is a drawing on a piece of paper. I have disassociated with this. Like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, you want, like I read a, a comic book. I really should catch up on it. I haven't gone back in a while, but one of my favorite comic book series is a comic called chew. And it's about, um, a future where eating chicken has been outlawed because of uh, bird flu. Anyways, that may sound really stupid because it kind of is, but also there's a point in it where Poyo, Poyo is a, a cybernetic chicken um, that protects people. He dies. Yeah, that's right. Aww. I said it. Spoiler alert. And for some reason, I was just like, why, do, why am I feeling things i may not have actually cried externally but inside i was just like what's happening what is what is going on or like there's a part where um the main guy chew he um he starts getting along with his adopt um his his sister who's a lot younger than him and you're just like oh my god that's a that's an emotional connection you guys have made i'm so happy for you you know, like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But yeah, like, you're reading it, you're just like, oh my god, I'm reading a comic book about a legal chicken, and now I want to cry? Go fuck yourself. Like, what is your problem? Why are you doing this? I wasn't prepared! I wasn't prepared for any of this! <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think a lot of, like, kid shows, they're at the point where they're like, oh, we're gonna teach kids lessons but we don't want them to know they're being taught a lesson. Like the way like our things used to be like, you know, at the end of like a Teddy Bruxman, Teddy Bruxman would sit there and be like, so the point of today's episode was this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you have to do that, you haven't done your job. Yeah. So just just show us, don't tell us, show Mm -hmm. us. (laughs) Exactly. And I think like even shows like um, Star versus the force of evil, which finished last year or the beginning of this year. excellent excellent show definitely your daughter would love it um i think it might be a little bit too it might be a little old for her give her a year or two (laughs) yeah because it's kind of like 
grade grade nine, like 13, 14 kind of okay. thing. So, but also the content is relatable. I think she would get it. That's fine. She was reminding me, um, this is just kind of a, a funny thought. She was reminding me, she's like, remember, like, remember this time, I think it was like last year, dad was like taking me to the theater to see the last Star Wars movie and everyone just cheered so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, oh, that was a year ago. Shit. Yeah. It's crazy, right? <laughs> I know. It's okay. So and I was just like, that's a cool memory to have. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, wow, that, that really illustrates change over a very quick amount of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This, so is, like, this is the first year in what? Five years? That there hasn't been a Star Wars at like Christmas or Star Wars throughout the year. It's only Star Wars at Christmas now. Like, yeah. Let's be clear. Like it's not Christmas. It's Star Wars season. <laughs> <laughs> half the Christmas, almost half the ornaments on my tree are Star Wars figurines. <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's true. I do miss going to the theater though. I loved going to the theater. I know. Even like the ones that are coming out, I was just like. Mm. I don't know if I'd risk it to go see that in the theater right now. I did, I did go to see, I saw two movies in the theater in the last eight months. Um, and both of these were like a week apart. And then I gave up because I was so underwhelmed by both of these movies. I'm like, I'm not risking going out there again for this. Oh, that's um, too bad. But one of the reasons why I went the second time was because the first time I went, everybody was so spaced apart. It wasn't busy. There wasn't a lot of people in there. It was well-ventilated space. And I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable with this because my friend had to work to talk me into going to the theater. And I told him as soon as I was like, if I get there and I think it's too busy, I'm leaving. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I told my friends this and they all wanted to see another movie. So we went back um, the next week and it was the same, like our theater that holds 200 people had seven people in it and none of us were sitting anywhere near each other. It was fine. Um, so, yeah. Like, and we kept our masks on during the movie. Right. Um, like, I had M&Ms, but, you know, I just, like, dropped them in the top of the mask. It was fine. Technically, I could just take it off while I was eating, but I was like, eh, whatever. So, that's good. And, and neither of the, the movies were great. What were they? I saw Tenet. Okay. Um, oh, and that wasn't, it didn't blow you away? Nope. Um, I found it about half an hour into the movie. I figured out the whole rest of the movie. Mm. Um, and except for one thing, which was technically I got it right, but I, there was a, there's a scene with a guy who's in like full riot gear. You can't see his face. And technically I figured out who that person was, but I didn't get the correct actual individual in the suit, but you, if you have to see it to understand what I mean by that. Because <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it too much. I know it's it's still relatively new. Uh, We're gonna leave it there. But okay, you know, two fair. comic that's books fair. that can ruin for people. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other movie I saw was um, the New Mutants. Oh yeah. And like no, it was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. At the end of the movie, I leaned over to my friend. I was like that was really bad, right? And she's like, oh my God, thank you for saying that. I wasn't sure if I was missing something. I was like, no, that was bad. That was Um, bad. (laughs) And you know, the sad part is, is that that movie got delayed like for like three years. Um, And they finally put it out during a pandemic to make some kind of money, I suppose. They knew it was bad. (laughs) Yeah, I I think they knew it was bad. 
Um, but yeah, but the thing is, is that the actual actors in the movie are solid actors for the roles, like the the mutants that they were portraying. I think it kind of really worked out, even though they're not um, mutants that I am familiar with in like the comic books. Even though I may have come across them at some point in time, but I, I'm not familiar with the new mutants specifically. Um, but it was very like just the whole story and how they put it together was just like, ugh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think like, uh, is it, is it Marvel related? Is it X-Men related? Uh, technically it is. It's in the same okay. world. It is, it is a Marvel property. Um, it's just supposed to be like, and they do make reference to Xavier's school for the gifted and Wolverine and all that kind of stuff. And none of these people appear in it in, at any point in time. Don't worry. Um, but uh, like, I'm not sure if they're going to like actually put the worlds together. Like, I don't know what the plan is, but because it had such a lackluster, you know, uh, grab at the theater, I, I, they may not make any more movies from it anyways. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. We've been the Marvel franchise. Like we've been pretty root. Like the bar now is Deadpool or Spider Man into the Spider Verse, right? Mm. Like unless you're smashing those boundaries, like why even bother? Like just switch on to something else. Like have you been watching Umbrella Academy? I have. All? Yes, it is so freaking good. Like mm. if you want to talk about adaptation of a of a comic franchise, like those ones are done so well. The second mm. season is freaking amazing yeah a lot of people were saying the second season is not as good as the first season and honestly i think it's the other way around i think the second season is better than the first season. oh my god blow me away good it's just amazing like yeah. the soundtrack's amazing the visuals are amazing the special effects are so good i love the time frame and how the story is narrated like yeah, the topics that they cover and everything are just like fantastic like and how they they handle it in the most um like they they handle all of the situation in a very caring and delicate way, but it's also in such a way that you're just like, no, the, the reason why we're telling you this is because these are injustices that need to be, that we are trying to get away from, but they're also the same problems that we're having right now. And yeah, it's super relevant. Super relatable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was like really enjoyable because I, I haven't read all of the comic books but i've read a few of them but it's just fun to see like i think people are genuinely delighted which is why marvel and dc stuff does so well like when they see that that transposition from like illustrated or or comic book to movie or just tv right, yeah. show like people are delighted in that and so i think our expectation of marvel like we need to move on <laughs> like mm -hmm. we have been so focused on them the, there are yeah, other yeah. players <laughs> mm. and i've been trying my best to watch those things like i have not gotten into the boys i will admit that um, oh yeah i, I can't did. i can't even <laughs> yeah i tried um two episodes and i was just like i am I love you, Carl Urban. I think he's great in everything. And every scene he's in is fantastic. But I also, I was not, I didn't care about the story. I didn't care about what was going on. I mean, like, it was sad that that guy's girlfriend, you know, exploded into a pile of red goo by a superhero. But at the same time, I was like, I don't like you particularly. So I don't care what happens to you. Um, like, it was just like, I just, it just didn't make a difference to me. Um, <laughs> 
but I've been told, yo, you got to try it again. You got to try it again. It's so you. And I was like, "Eh." Uh, (laughs) I think it takes, I think it takes a very delicate handling of things because like, for example, um, preacher from that finished two years ago, or was it last year? Um, preacher, the show was fantastic. They did a really, really good adaptation of it. But the thing is, Preacher, the comic book, I it was physically revolting to me, and I could not <laughs> read it. So yeah, I don't um, think I've ever read anything no. yeah, from that franchise. I own, I think it's three graphic novels from it because it was recommended to me. Um, by is my it related cousin. to Constantine at all? Is it- it's not. Okay. No, it's not related to Constantine at all. Um, but like the the comics i read the graphics i read they're just gross (laughs) now in this show because it was on tv they of course had to like you know pick and choose the storylines they were going to tell and b some of the storylines they had to finesse a little to be allowed on television so so i think the choices that they made and the the storylines that they picked to actually like, you know, go through in totality were the right ones with the right actors. And it was just so well done for television. So yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. I think it just kind of depends on what kind of content you're looking for and who does it and how it's done sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sensitivity matters or like representation matters. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. We want people, we want to enjoy content that uh, aligns with our values better mm-hmm. than, or I guess in the past, like we probably both watched this show in, I don't know, half of our lives ago and in a completely different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But at this point in my life and the way that that show hits me now, it really, I'm like, I can't, I wouldn't pick this. Like I have a choice of infinite things to watch nowadays and yeah. this is not going to be what I pick. Yeah. Family Guy is not something that I pick at no. all. I can't and even like, tell you the last time I've sat down and watched like a whole episode of Family Guy. Or American I, Dad, or yeah, no? Well, Cleveland Show got it's canceled. It's been years for me. Like yeah. I, I still watch The Simpsons, and I will make time for The Simpsons. But mm. like, the last couple of years have been really great. They've had some uh, really like, uh, like more Marge storylines. All mm-hmm. of her storylines have been awesome. She's been a lumberjack. She's been a pot dealer. Marge is living her best life. Oh, <laughs> I've I've actually seen a, both of those episodes, and I hated. Yeah, it. like those are solid, right? <laughs> No. no come on no. well that's the thing so like lately i've been like oh it's still on air let me give it a shot and every once in a while i'll watch an episode and i sit down and i'm like why is this on <laughs> but at the same time within every single episode they do so they they seem to be like pulling from new media to yeah. help them right yeah so yeah, like yeah. for example they'll try like a cool transition within the show or they'll do like a time lapse thing, or even with their um, with their couch gags now, like they invite different artists and to, to come in and direct like a couch gag. That's yeah. like five minutes of the whole show. And that stuff is really cool. But like overall, the whole episode, I'm just like, what I don't what are you like I don't understand what you're actually doing. Like what is what, what is the point of this? <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess uh... people work to do. Have That's you sure. seen any of um, 
who's the it's Matt Groening and um anyways, uh have you seen um Disenchanted at all? Yeah. You did you're gonna, you you're like gonna hate it? me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> if you don't like it. I I enjoy um I really enjoy Abby Jacobson mm-hmm. a lot and I like that she's a crude and rude princess a mm. lot. <laughs> well and that's the thing. I thought I would enjoy that aspect of it and I watched the first two two and a half episodes i stopped halfway through one of the episodes and i was just like i don't care like this is my biggest problem i'm getting to a point where sometimes the characters that they're creating are like i just don't care and then people are just like no no no. you have to wait till like episode eight and then you'll get it i'm like that's way too much of my time it's a long time to yeah. give to this you know be like oh no like into the spider-verse right yeah there. <laughs> you know what i mean and i'm just like or people will be like, oh, no, I, like the third season, all of the stuff before it makes sense. And I'm like, you expect me to watch all the third season to like a show? No, I don't have time for that. Because like you said, there's so much content out there. Like, it, this is not like, you know, like the 90s. Where, yeah, we don't, yeah. where or even early 2000s like yeah. what this show was on 2000 we didn't have the infinite infinity of choice that we have now <laughs> exactly right and you're like you watched it because it was on and you kept watching it because it was on not, and you didn't even think about it very much either like it was it so is. passing like mm-hmm. i if there's anything that i could remember greatly it's the bird is the word joke <laughs> and the fighting chicken gag and yeah. that is it like oh no the my favorite one is the one where he falls down and gets like a charlie horse and, like, a- <sighs> and it goes for a little too long oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was- that's my other yeah that's my oh, other even that happened to all the characters too like Chris <laughs> at some point yeah. Yeah. yeah for lois it was her boob i remember yeah. that part like, oh my god really this is what we're doing okay <laughs> they're just like we need to fill 30 seconds we're just gonna make these noises yeah it's still one of those jokes where you're just like at first you're like it's funny then it's not funny then it's funny again and you're just like really why yeah. why it's is just this so funny of the joke like you have to make things too long for them to eventually be funny again <laughs> circle back around exactly yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I, I mean like watching the episodes i watched i actually remembered no not remembered let's say they were all familiar while i was watching it yeah. Um, like, I don't really remember the storyline and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, I think I remember this. But then, like, the actual minutiae of the episodes, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. This is, mm that's all right. You know, it's that kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. But also, they pack so much into every single episode. Yeah. They with try, all they, of they, the references, constant cut twos. They like const like cut to cut to cut to mm. every chance they could. Yeah, and it was like yeah, it was like they had. But I don't know. Was it to the benefit of the show? The frequency of the jokes, like I don't even think like like you said, it took you what eight jokes before you got a good chuckle in. Like they were just throwing everything at you. Yeah, and hoping that you were gonna like. Oh, maybe I'm going to laugh from this one, from the sheer uncomfortability of it. Like, Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I understand, like, the, the thing with McFarlane is that he loves vaudeville and he loves the old, tiny kind of humor and jokes and all that kind of stuff. And you see it all in here. A lot of his references, it's not even that they go over my head. 
it's that I'm like, I know you're making a specific reference about something, but I don't know who that is because it's probably somebody from 1945. <laughs> I'm not looking it up, right? Yeah. Um, but I, but I think, like, he, his humor at certain levels are so highbrow that he's, like, poking you in the ribs about it. He's like, huh? 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 Did you get it? Huh? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like, even there's, like, the, the whole scene with the... Which Stewie's like sexy parties. I mean, if you didn't know about Benny Hill, then you would never get that reference. You're just like, why is Stewie running around in a sailor cap with scantily clad women? But I mean, I get it just because that shit was on TV when I was growing up and my parents really liked British television. We watched tons of British television. So I get it, but like, 90 percent of your audience is probably just like what's happening what the hell it's what funny because it's a baby Why? dancing with ladies like it's it's just it's peculiar yeah it's weird yeah it's definitely yeah a certain frame of reference it is <laughs> it really really is and honestly like it takes a lot of effort well it takes a lot of effort to put out any media no matter how good or bad it is but the amount of jokes they try to shove into places you're just like Dude, you're like it must be exhausting. Yeah, what like, was your writing room right? How many <laughs> writers went through your writing room? Like, you know, before they died. Because <laughs> like you think about it, and you're just like, okay, it's been three minutes without a cutscene. Give me a joke. What can we do? And you're just like, what? And it's just people yelling shit, and you're like, I'll take that one, and then just drop it in there. I like, think that show like it's it has a higher even joke rate. Like I think like. Honestly, they were trying to make at least two jokes a minute. Like, we mm. were, like, really trying to get as much in as they could. Like, er- almost every line was, like, set up joke, set up joke, set up joke. And it's exhausting. It's true. And so, like, yeah, I think they were just hoping, like, it became a statistical numbers game, right? Like, out of our volume of jokes that we're going to share in this episode, mm. we have 23 minutes. That means we're going to get at least 46 jokes. Uh, you're probably gonna like at least half of them, and then think like one or two are really funny. So, mm-hmm. like, they yeah, because even if they hit like thirty percent that people think is funny, they fucking killed. They yeah, killed. exactly. Yeah, or I think they were bet. I bet you they were going for three percent. What three percent? Like <laughs> they were trying hard. <laughs> yeah, some of them you're just like this. None of this is funny. What are you doing? Trying at all? You yeah. weren't trying at all. You went for the lowest ball. You're like, this is as far as I'm going. Here we go. Boom. And now you're just resorting to violence and ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, or people falling downstairs or tripping over something, and you're just like. Why are we spitting on Meg again? I don't understand. Guys, I I remember Roadrunner real well. Like, Mm. (laughs) you got nothing on them. Exactly. (laughs) Don't try to outplay that game. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, like, I think about um, shows like this. Sometimes I think early episodes of The Simpsons, for example, I might laugh out of nostalgia compared to it being actually funny. But no, like, at least I still get joy out of watching them, right? Or even shows like Seinfeld, where, like, yeah, like, a lot of the content is dated, and if you weren't alive at that point in time, there's no way anybody's getting these references. You know, like, you know, like, calling someone on a cell phone. What do you mean you don't have a cell phone? Like, it's, you know, shit like that. Nobody's getting it. Or having to wait for pay phones. Why am I stuck on phones? I don't know why. Anyways. 
But like you watch them and they're still legitimately funny. Whereas this, you rewatch it and you're just like, that's not funny. That's why did I think this was funny? (laughs) Yeah. Not, you're just profiteering from being an asshole here. Like mm-hmm. you're not trying to make the world a better place. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my notes for one of the episodes is simply "why?" question mark And honestly, I don't know if it's for the whole episode or for a specific scene because I do not remember enough about the episode to care. So yeah, I think I can't even remember. Yeah, there was one episode I literally shut it off as soon as I heard the line bitch i was talking and i was like nope i'm out like <laughs> you had a good 12 minutes on me but I'm not engaged oh anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah some things just trigger you sometimes right you're just yeah. like that's not like, that i need that's definitely your threshold like yeah i'm not tolerating this bullshit i have a choice in this mm-hmm. this isn't something i have to passively consume or participate my time is valuable <laughs> yeah that's like um the show remember the show um lucky that starred and don't be confused with like the britney spears show or anything <laughs> is it she lucky <laughs> why is it not coming up i know it exists why can't i find this <laughs> tv series no that's not it is it 2017 oh no it's not lucky it's happy what am i talking about happy i'm such a weirdo is that the one that was like a detective guy and it was weird animation yes he has oh, a, a he has an imaginary friend that's a unicorn yeah that was a real weird show that was so dark <laughs> okay so a few years ago i bought the graphic novel that this is based on because a friend of mine was just like oh my god you should read this it's so good and I was like, okay, went to the comic book store. Do you have this comic? Yes. Um, here it is. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm like, all right, done. I'm going to read it. Two pages in, I was like, nope, close. Goodbye. I was like, I can't fucking do this. So when I found out that the like there was a TV show, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. It's going to star uh, Christopher Maloney who we've seen in, in many things. Um, and Patton Oswald voices his imaginary unicorn buddy over here. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe it's like Preacher, where I was like, I can't read the comic, but they'll fix it enough for TV that I'm just like, oh, I like, the, I like how they've constructed the story and the characters and it still can be weird and whatever. And I think it's either the beginning of the second episode or somewhere halfway through the first or the end of the first episode. Um, I'm warning. Um, there's a part, you don't actually see it, which is good. Um, but there is a part where somebody has put a baby in a microwave to shut it up. And, sure. press, and press start. Like, the baby was cooked in a microwave. Like, oh, this God. is how... And I was like... I don't even think I got to that part. I turned it off before that moment. Yeah. And I was like, nope. You know, because that's... I was like, I'm not... No, this is not content I need in my life yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I don't care how good the acting is or how good the story is. That is just so 
unnecessarily vile yeah. and gross that why are why is this something that you're presenting to people and i was like i just needed to i just had to turn it off like that and happens in real life like why aren't we sensitive to that fact just a little bit more <laughs> yeah exactly you know and i was like i i can't i can't do this and a lot of people are just like oh my god the show is so good it's so funny it's subversive it's this it's that it's the other and i'm like Oh, you want to just torture your soul? Okay. Yeah. Or you want you don't feel compassionate for, for your are you have no empathy that you like can just like glaze past this without being affected? Mm. Like Yeah. Mom, do better. Be a better person. Do better. You know? <laughs> so Are you the Nova Scotian fisherman? Or mm. are you <laughs> Well that's like, the thing, right? But that was like um, yesterday too. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was telling me about watching um, uh, the Fargo TV series. And I said, I hadn't watched it yet. And he's like, you know what? You probably wouldn't like it because there's gangster stuff in it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of people know that I don't like a war or gangster movies. And I don't really do very well with horror. But war and gangster movies are very specific reasons why I don't watch it. It's because of my level of empathy. It's the fact that war and gangster movies are usually based on real-life events where, you know, these atrocities actually happen to people. And I get, like, I'm revolted by it because I can... Yeah, they're horrendous. Oh, my God, it's horrendous. And I don't like watching it. But, But I'm like, but Fargo was a complete fictional place. And just because they have mobs in that fictional place doesn't mean I'm not gonna like the show. And he was all confused. I'm like, but it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It is. Yeah. That's the same reason why I can war- I can watch Star Wars. It's still war, but it's in space. It's not real. These things haven't happened to anybody. They tell you at the very happen. beginning, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, far, far, far away. Far away. This isn't real. This mm. isn't people we know, like our ancestral shared DNA pool on our tiny yeah. little pan- planet. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but, like, I have a very hard time watching things like Schindler's List and Saving Private Wine, where people... I couldn't uh, even watch Shira. <laughs> too military. There you go. There you go, right? So I feel they're two very different things, you know, like I have a hard time watching Wolf Creek because that's based on a real event that happened, but I'll watch House of Wax. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I just watched, rewatched Mad Max Fury Road the other day because Mm -hmm. it is so weird, so delightful, so fun. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like, yes, it's grotesque and there's like, there's fundamental flaws like women are not treated well blah 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 but i love that movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i enjoy the shit out of that movie <laughs> yeah i'm not saying words i'm fine you don't like that movie i said i was not saying words about it it's fine <laughs> okay okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a different discussion for a different time i'm just gonna say <laughs> do you do you like thunderdome is thunderdome okay <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the hype about Fury Road. It was just... I, I get why people like it. I just don't understand why people like it that much. Like, I'm just like, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just enjoyable. Like, it's mind, it's mindless. Like, uh, mm. or I guess it's the same in my category of any of those types of, like, future dystopia, male protagonists. Like, they're all the same in my mind. Like, Waterworld, check. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Terminator check, Predator check, Highlander mm-hmm. check. Like, it's like fictional future world. Uh, I do like Resident Evil a lot. I've been rewatching that. That's a fun mm-hmm. woman based. based yeah. R- Toronto Raccoon City represent. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wasn't that like the fourth one, I think, where they blew up City Hall? Yeah. Was it that one? Yeah. I think the third or the fourth. I don't know. They're all very enjoyable. The Resident Evil franchise, very mm. enjoyable. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's Halloween. Yes. It's October. It's what, mm. it's what you're I, supposed to be watching. Yes. I've been obsessed. So I watched the entirety of um, Bly, Haunting of Bly Manor mm-hmm. in that was nine one-hour episodes oh wow okay yeah it was so good highly mm-hmm. recommend it now i'm watching the related franchise that came before it but it's like american uh, horror story yes it's the, yeah it's the haunting of hill house mm-hmm. people say that one's a lot scarier than bly manor apparently oh is it it's they're just delightful mm-hmm. just i don't know i'm into lovecraft country right now personally oh, i am scary. loving every minute of it there are definitely episodes that are better than others but oh my god is that show fantastic it is so <laughs> fantastic what is it on oh it's on hbo okay oh, or crave crave in canada i guess um and it is just it's so good it is so good it's not anything near what i expected it to be when i started watching it um but that first episode is terrifying for not the reason you think it's terrifying and the things that are scary in the show are not the things that you expect to be the scary part of the show and you're just like what this is amazing yes have you been watching the new twilight episodes at all the new season i have not oh they just started again Mm. you could probably watch them all on crave okay (laughs) um but they're great they're really good even though i thought it was like I thought it was going to be weird. I'm like, oh, it's kind of ill time, like pandemic and yeah. Twilight Zone. And like, no, but honestly, like we're not trick-or-treating this year. Like just embrace the horror genre as your outlet of entertainment. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it's so deeply enjoyable for me. Like I know that I'm not going to be traumatized. Like when I watch, um, what's that one? Uh, Black Mirror episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is well, a trauma inducing. This yeah, is just like, I think the Black Mirror episodes, the problem with those is that they're too plausible. Or they're too, <laughs> you, oh can, you can see it happen. Like those things happening in, a, in our actual future, like in our actual timeline. And it makes, it's I pray to God for a Miley Cyrus robot. Like I want that so <laughs> um, hard. That's on my Christmas list. Sure, she's not already a robot. Oh, please, please! That have you watched that episode? It is so good. No, watch, I have not watched that episode. Watch it because uh, spoiler: she's singing. So at the beginning, it's like a pop song, and it's a really catchy pop song. And you're like, "Oh, I know this song," and, and but it doesn't. It sounds like really happy, and and Trent Reznor does the music on that episode, so it sounds really spooky, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Miley Cyrus, isn't it? Yeah, it's Miley Cyrus. And she's like a, a forlorn pop star that they're killing. Um, and in the end, she sings the happy pop song again, and it's actually um, a Nine Inch Nail song. And it's like, oh, I knew the song all along, and this is so delightful. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but watch it. I'm telling you. Okay, I'll yeah. give you all your black cards back. There Thank you. Go. you. I'll give you some of my white people cards. Yes, too. I am not. I'm not excited about Miley Cyrus. I know you're trying to sell. No, it. I. I'm just working. telling you. It is so. It is like. Um. Did you see the Natalie Portman movie where she played like the, uh, the diminishing prima donna where um black swan. No, she uh, she's a pop star with an alcohol. Oh, no, I have not watched that one. It's kind of like, so it's like, yeah, it's dark. Like, it's like this dark reality into like a dark peek into the entertainment industry and the mm-hmm. lengths that the ended, uh, entertainment industry wants to exploit people for the mm-hmm. benefit of itself and not necessarily the stars. So you see like that whole conflict of like, she, she's on life support at one moment and they're like trying to sign away her eternal rights. And it's like, oh, dark, Black Mirror. Okay, that's yeah. the whole episode. But then you get to hear... <laughs> <laughs> it's good i'm telling you I know. i've only seen okay i've only actually watched one episode of black mirror i hope I it wasn't like, the first one no it was the star trek ish oh, okay. episode because my friend that was like too. it was terrible okay thank you very much because my friend was like oh my god if you're gonna get into it watch this one first you're gonna love it it's no. like star trek blah, blah 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 and i watched it i was like this is the worst thing i have ever seen it was real bad like and it was I was yeah. just like, this is not winning me over in any way, shape, or form. No, so. there's like um, that one that I, it's hit and miss, right? Like they could traumatize you. They're they're very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. There's one with um, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard, I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a really cool episode where like kind of like an uber you rate people and so her rating is going down and she's just having like a white woman collapse very publicly, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like kind of secretly everything. Yeah, but- don't they have that rating system in like China right now when they're trying to remove it because the rating system is destroying people's lives? It is. And this episode is exactly like that. Like it affects, but it's also just a really good um, demonstration about systemic racism, right? Because Mm -hmm. like if you don't have the rating or don't have the the qualifier, the company or whatever you're working with, they're going to deny you service. They're going to deny you accessibility. So it's like, yeah, I think these are good. I love uh, making social commentary through story this way. And, and that mm-hmm. way it's like done really effectively. <laughs> well, honestly, if you, if that's the kind of thing you're interested um, recently, I watched a show called upload um, and I just, it came up uh, I want to say beginning of last year, I think it came out. Um, and I just hadn't gotten around to watching it. And I finally got around to, to looking at it and it seemed to be, it, it takes place in our future. It doesn't, it doesn't really say how far into our future, but it takes place in our future where if you're about to die, you could upload your consciousness into this program and you, you can pay for your service to be in this program and stuff. And for you, you experience being in a fancy hotel and you get all everything you want and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I was like, Oh, this looks like a nice frivolous. It's going to be a funny show. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Oh my God. Probably like Westworld in disguise. (laughs) Well, and that's, and that's the thing. Like the show is so good. I loved every minute of it. There were aspects of the show I wasn't thinking of. But also, if you watch the show, you need to watch the show and then we can discuss it because the (laughs) implications of some of the stuff that they have in the show seem, A, plausible and realistic that it's something that could be developed in our world. And B, some of it is so 
terrifyingly horrific if you actually think about what it means that you're just like oh my god what like it just seems crazy <laughs> and I need to just like emotionally talk about those aspects of that show to someone and what these implications mean about like death and life and you know even just like sexual encounters there's a right. there's a whole there's a whole thing um that like they you, it's just like stuff that happens in the backgrounds of scenes like um uh like they have a bunch of cars that you talk to you don't drive the car you kind of sit in it and tell it where to go and and all that kind of stuff and but part of the implication of it is that um the cars themselves pseudo have a kind of a conscience oh um it's not really a conscience they have like a personality let's put it that way and you interact with them and you do things but also you can choose to prioritize pedestrians or the person driving the car and yeah. if you know so if there's a pedestrian and you have the driver prioritized there's a very good chance the car will hit the person on the street instead of swerving around them for example but what does that mean for society that's not is that a car accident is that hit and run you know yeah. what is that implication but if you prioritize the driver you know the the driver can w would would swerve around them or the car would stop or or something because you just don't want to hit them and then you have these two people in a relationship where the girl says to the guy's like do you have like pedestrians prioritized and he's like yeah he's like she's like that's just stupid and switches his like what his car does and i was like oh my god she's psychotic like this is just crazy but then you watch the rest of the show and certain things come out and why she's this way and who's that. And there's, there's all these kind of like social little social things like that, where you're just like, but what does that mean about like yeah. proliferates and the rest of everything? And you know, it's very interesting. That's cool. I What's recommend. that on? Where is it? Uh, oh, that one's on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really liked it. It's only one season. I really hope they bring it back. I liked it way more than I thought I would. And I was just like, this is not what I was expecting. And this, it's also one of those shows where all of a sudden you're just like, ha ha ha. And you're like, why am I sad? It's, it's also one of those I'm things. crying again. I'm crying. Yeah. Uh -oh. so I, know you, I know you don't enjoy it, but I really, and there's two seasons, but I enjoy and I recommend Ultra Carbon kind of mm -hmm. it sounds similar like there's like a robot character that has like a conscience and they like I love that that trope uh so much I think identify with it in real life yeah <laughs> it's like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy like Marvin yeah the melt yeah 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 like and also the sign doors to the <sighs> yeah. it's just like yeah sad robot just and sad clown like super like the same thing it's yeah like, it's something we're trained to want in, or relate to in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, and it, yeah, and it's got, like, the whole concept of, like, body uh, swapping and consciousness and what that means. And so you can transport consciousness outside of the body. And it has, like, it has all these fun devices like that. Mm. So, like, it, it means you can switch the entire cast because they're just the same conscious, different bodies. So Yeah, I mean, I, like... I technically I didn't have a problem with the show. It just wasn't interesting enough for me to go back to it because I had choices. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like I, like I watched two episodes and I was like, 
Well, let me watch something else, and then I just never went back to it. It's just, I don't know. All I want to, well, it sounds like I watch a lot of content. <laughs> I do watch a lot of content. But, like, I just want to watch, like, a spa, uh, like a spacey soap opera. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, watching endless episodes of, Ser- not Serenity, Firefly. Firefly, and- yeah. Discovery. I'm finally watching the second season. Oh my god, mm. it's it's problematic. Oh, it's terrible. Well, the thing is, so with Discovery, the first season is good sci-fi, but it's bad Star Trek. The second yeah. season is bad everything. Um, <laughs> it's like it's all over the place. It doesn't even know what it over is anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, who am I rooting for? I don't even know. I yeah. do like the storyline that they have with the character i can't remember his name he's oh they're like the klingon klingon ish dude or whatever the the guy the tall alien guy that oh saru yeah that has Hmm. like that's like a fun ish subplot line i don't know i don't enjoy saru being an enslaved enslaved culture like Mm -hmm. that's like and he like trans he he brings his like whole society forward sorry i gotta i gotta tell you did you watch the short treks before you started season two no, you gotta watch. You have to watch the short tracks before you start season two. Okay, I'll go back. I'm yeah. only like four episodes in, so, so that's fine. So there, how many episodes of short tracks are there? There's not that many. I think there's there's only four or five, and they're fifteen or twenty minutes each. Um, Star Trek short tracks. Oh, so for end of season one, there's yeah. So there's four. There's four of them. Um, but each one of these later connects to something in the second season. Mm. Um, so I recommend because then you might miss part of the story. And some of these things do come back overall. Um, especially because you brought up Saru and one of the short tracks has to do with that whole storyline. Okay. So yeah, so watch those. Um, and then, um, there was, so, and then after season two, there was a bunch of short tracks as well after that. So. Oh, there's more? Yeah. So so the short tracks are like, you know, don't forget about Star Trek filler in between seasons. Okay. Yeah. So fun. And then season three of Discovery started on Thursday and... I was still at my mother's place because I visited her for a week and she was like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, <laughs> I just started pointing at the television and flailing my arms. So, <laughs> so honestly, like I have to admit, like I've missed so much of the actual content of the second season because every time like Anthony Rapp and um, his on-screen like boyfriend are together in a season, or together I just start singing seasons of love and or and every song from Rent. And so it's like I, what's happening? I don't know. Oh my god. Twenty five thousand six uh, Yeah, but the thing is their love story is actually really kind of nice. One of yeah. my favorite scenes in all of Discovery is the part where they're brushing their teeth together. Oh, yeah, it's, like, so oh, it's such a sweet and it's such a simple and it's such a nice scene. I loved scene. it. No, it was so um, I remember it so succinctly. It was so yeah. precious. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I just love like scenes like that where you're just like, 
see like those small parts is what makes star trek great because star trek was all about changing things and like well roddenberry's vision was to change things and move things forward and to just subtly put you know moments together in some of those episodes is what makes it great and one of my biggest problems with like this show specifically and what makes it not star trek is that most of these shows there's no deduction there's no diplomacy there's no discussion of any kind there's no introspection it's just like it's like i'm speaking a lot of words really quickly the federation and then they shoot people and you're just like no it's you're supposed to try the first three things and then (laughs) when something goes wrong you're supposed to fight back like i'm not saying there isn't space war in star trek yeah but you know because like what about episodes like um measure of a man in 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 tng like there's no space fighting in it it's all about trying to understand what makes something alive and what allows it to make decisions and it's all just talk but it is so intense and it is so well done and it's so good but every single episode of discovery it's just like let's blow something up cool look there's lights we got lens flare like fuck off dude like (laughs) stop it like do something interesting (laughs) do something slightly different like it's just whatever i'm gonna that's a Four drive, four <laughs> psyllium, psyllium network. And trust me, um, sorry, it's the mycelial network. I'm just going to correct you because whatever. I'm so important and I know. You know what? Things. My midi chloride count, like I can't even remember that shit. <laughs> Wrong universe. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I just uh, spoke my allegiances. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> This is when the fight starts. I have a Star Wars tree. A Star Wars tree. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. But when you get to the end of season two, you are going to message me or call me screaming. Just be prepared for this. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's like, I just, I don't know. It's like one of those things, like, it's not... I, it's not the best TV, but it's fulfilling. Like, I kind of have known expectations around mm-hmm. it, and you have familiar, familiarity with the characters. I like social commentary through sci-fi. Like, mm-hmm. it's a love that I'll mm-hmm. always have. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's because it, it's one of those things that makes people, like, ironically notice all the things they're doing wrong in their life, but never fix it themselves. Like, it's Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like... Oh, I'm like, yeah, it's it's my jam. It's my yeah. jam. But that's the thing. So, and also you should watch Lower Decks because Lower Decks was phenomenal. Oh, fine. Yeah, and it made me expect more from this third season of Discovery. Oh, which nice. Has failed me It miserably. raised the bar. I love yeah, that. I love so when uh, cartoons can point it out. Like, like, we don't have the money to do this live action, guys, but what the money we do have, we're going to show you we can do it better. It was, it's so good. It's like, it's like Orville, right? Where you're just yeah. like, you're like, Orville is better Star Trek than Discovery is. And you're just or it's like, more TNG than Discovery, for sure. Like for sure. But that's the thing is, I don't expect Discovery to be 
TNG, but that's why I liked the first season of Discovery. I'm like, it's not really Star Trek, but it's decent sci-fi. So I can watch this. And like, like you said, it was, it was fulfilling a certain need in my, in my watching. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can handle this. This is fine. And then season two started and I was like, <laughs> you just flushed it down the toilet, aren't you? You're just going to ruin everything. Fine. Pike. You know? Pike. You know? I don't like, honestly, I don't mind Pike that much. But the it's unnecessary to have the Enterprise or Spock in it, even though it, it only takes place 10 years before the original series starts. I get it. But no, that, that whole thing isn't necessary. Burnham being Spock's sister, completely unnecessary for the overall show. Um, and then a lot of the stuff they just do is just, it's just stupid. You're just like, why is this a decision that you're making? There's nothing logical about what you're doing right now. Can we not do this? Like, I just thought sense. it was so funny that they, um, they're, yeah, all this like pipe business and then, and they're looking for Spock again. I'm like, no, were the movies, like the original Star Trek movies so profitable, like in the search for Spock that mm. we have to relive that entire thing. And I'm like, now we're only going to, we're only ever searching for Spock. Spock. Like, yeah. Where the hell are you, Spock? Why are you perpetually you missing? You can't have Star Trek That's illogical, Spock. Spock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, who's this guy who plays Spock? That man is thick. I'm just saying. <laughs> he is thick. There is a part where he's in, like, um, a spacesuit on another planet. He's walking around, and there is a shot of that guy's booty. And I was just like, woo, <laughs> Sam. Back it up, Spock. I'm like, I'm like... I don't mind watching that, but that is that is Spock's ass. I'm gonna tell you that is that is just wrong. That's different. That's a different kind of emotion coming out of me at that point. <laughs> Whoo! The spicy ties of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bright wipe some Vaseline in your screen. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Get the little. Get the little like. Um... <laughs> that's a different story yes (laughs) for another day yeah for another day another day um but yes star trek um the or well since i brought up the orville we still haven't talked about the orville orville let's talk about it i love it i love it so much it's so good i didn't want to love it like i hate Mm -hmm. watched it at first because like i didn't want to admit that seth mcfarland could relate to me but then it was just so good like it is it's funny in appropriate ways it's silly but they have those relational like it's a relationship based like dramedy i guess yeah it's Mm -hmm. sci-fi dramedy yeah it's a lot less like it's a lot less spoofy than i thought it was going to be Right? Yeah, and, and I like think- they keep the technology to a minimum and the special effects minimalistic, Minimal. which is also mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Oh, have you watched Star Trek Picard either? I haven't seen any of Picard. Do you like it? That's all right. I have many of the same frustrations of the first season of Discovery with it. But also, there's a couple of very nostalgia-filled episodes that make me like those episodes. Yeah, I mean, um, it's still Patrick Stewart, and it's still, like, are, like, there other familiar faces that pop up in the show? Yeah, Seven of Nine shows up in the show. Oh, that's fun. Um, Troy and um, Riker show up. So does Hugh, and so does Echeb. I'm not going to tell you about Echeb, because I'm still mad about it. Um, and who else shows up? Doesn't somebody else show up? 
No, I think that's it. I think those are the only familiar faces that you see because there's okay. references to other people, but you don't actually see them on screen. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's fine though. Yeah. So, but there's also one episode where you're just like, this episode is stupid. Why does this episode exist? It doesn't need to. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I mean, funnily enough, even though they've shortened the episode lengths down to like 10 or 12 or whatever, this stupid one still seems good to get made. Right? But yeah. I'm just like, you're wasting storytelling time. You only have 10. Why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it's very frustrating. But, um, again, I only bring that up because end of season two of Discovery and one of the short tracks for the end of season two connects to Picard. So... Yeah. Oh, fun. That's yeah. cool. I was very annoyed when I found the connection to Picard because I was just like, you don't Ugh. need to connect to this. this is, <laughs> you need to distance yourself from that. But no, they, they brought Get it away. Get uh, away. Uh, whenever I watch um, Discovery with Jeff, like he's always, because uh, he just walks into the room and like observes the main character, just Michael, just sprinting somewhere. And, and he's like, why is she always running? It's and I true. was like, she, you know, she's a badass. She's fought in, like zombies for eight years. It's all she knows how to do. Like, <laughs> it's true. She's like, this is where she's come from. She's, of this course she's going to run. This mm-hmm. is who she is. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my favorite character on the, the show is Tilly. I love Tilly. Oh, I love Tilly, too. Um, she's right. funny. Mm-hmm. She's like, I love the, the awkward self-assurance. Like, <laughs> yeah, she is full of confidence, but every once in a while, she's just like, can Awkward I? As hell. Can I? Yeah, is that okay? You know, it's just like, yeah, you're going to do what you're going to kill, which she does. <laughs> so I do enjoy Tilly a great deal. Um, I think she's the one character in the show that actually makes like the most sense. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, you're just like, really? What, are, what are these choices? I don't understand. That's yeah. very peculiar. <laughs> but uh, did you have a favorite story arc with Orville? Um, oh, the, uh, what are they called? The, like, the dudes from that planet, um, when they were having a baby. Oh, yeah. And they're all male gender? Yeah, and they're an all male gender, and they were trying, they found out that they were going to have a female offspring, and they had to, like, decide, you know, we can make her male, or... You know, like, she could be female and be ridiculed and whatever. And I was just like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) I thought that was, like... And that that one went on for, like, a long time, too. Because, like, even later in the relationship, it's still affecting them. That's a season one episode? That's, like, the third episode of the show. Yeah, it's, like, the third episode. And, yeah, it, like, has long-term... Because I think in season... The second season, they go back to the planet and they discover the women that are living on the planet and they're trying to save they're them. They're in caves and in seclusion and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I will say, I didn't watch, I haven't watched any of this show in order. Um, I've watched random episodes here, there, and everywhere. And every time I catch it, I like the episodes. Yeah. Um, the first ones I watched were um, the one with uh, the Isaac guy and his. Yeah. They were gonna like kill everybody. 
those were the first two episodes of the show. Oh my God. What a way to start the show. Cause you and don't we're... even know until up until that point, he had been developing like a close relationship with the doctor mm-hmm. and has kids and she trusts him and, and they get yeah. married. Well, the <laughs> funny thing is, is that like, I didn't even the the way the show was constructed and the episodes were constructed you didn't need to know that backstory because it's no. built in so well into the interactions with the characters that you're just like oh they have a I thing understand. and her yeah. kids like the robot but now the robot's gonna go kill everybody the robot's oh my God, gonna kill you know? them yes um so like that was that was great it really was a very good introduction to the show Oh, um, those episodes were amazing. They were yeah. so good. And they had a good build, too. So, like, if you do watch it in order, it is, like, a very satisfying thing to see develop. Yeah. And it was, like, um, so, like, I watched those, too, and those were fantastic. I really should go back to watching all of the, like, just all of the episodes in general. Uh, like, in order, though, so I can like, properly build the story. They had like um, a really fun, fun farewell for the security officer who has to go like back home. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like they have a really wonderful treatment, so they go home and like you see your family and stuff. And it's the doctor from uh, uh, from Janeway ship. Uh, Voyager. Voyager. Oh, it's Robert Picardo. Yeah. And like, and they have like all of these fun Star Trek crossovers all the time, and you're like, oh, hey, well, yeah. There was the episode where they had the artifacts, and it was like Tuvok that had like the stuff, yeah, that, that he brought on the show. I was like, Tuvok's here. Tuvok. I was very excited about it. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I saw I saw somebody else. Who was the other person I saw? And I was like, oh my god, I think it was. No, I don't remember who it was. Never mind. Um. But there was two people from Star Trek I saw in this, but it wasn't the Robert Picardo episode because I would have lost my mind if I saw him. They're good. They're really good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I do have to go back and like, I don't think I've watched all of the episodes from both seasons. Um, I've just had a smattering from here, there and everywhere. So yeah, I do have to go back and like properly watch them. (laughs) Because, like, there's the one, um, because the one with the artifacts um, where the one guy falls in love with the stories of this girl who has, it's like, it's like messages on her phone or whatever, and she, he falls in love with her. I was like, oh, you're like, you're the new Jordy LaForge. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Jordy had a really hard time with his love life, okay? It's really he painful. Did. He got no play. He, got, he fell in love with holograms. He fell in love with a yeah. dead girl. Yeah. Um, like, and you're just like, dude, what are you doing? He gets rejected regularly on the show. There's a couple of... Data was always following him around and cramping his style. Oh, yeah. Like, it was crazy. So, but even, I'm sorry, I think even Data got more play than he did. Yeah, um, Data got more play than Jordy did, for sure. Yeah, that's one thing. But Jordy is one of the fastest ranking, um, like, main characters in all of Star Trek. Oh. Like, it's it's crazy. I was reading a story about this because they were, they were talking about, like, the ranking system. Yeah, I'm this much of a nerd. I read these kinds of things. Um, they were talking about, like, progression through things and it started off with harry kim still being an ensign 
even though they were in the Delta, um, sorry, the Alpha Quadrant for however long, came home and he was still an ensign. Whereas even like the doctor had like the command protocol, which made him like captain and all that kind of stuff. Um, I felt sorry for that guy. But so, but then it went back, uh, but then they were talking about other people getting promoted and all that kind of stuff. Cause like Warp gets promoted and um, even like Cisco gets promoted and, and all that kind of stuff. But Jordy, even within TNG, like his promotion levels, like how quickly he goes from point A to point B is really, really fast. And you're just like, oh my God, it's true. Because within a season and a half of Next Generation, he was chief engineer. And you're just like, how is this possible? It's crazy. You go, Jordy. You get him. You go, Jordy. He's great. He's good at his job. That's one thing you can't, he's bad with the women, but great at his job. Right. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's all he has. If you take that away from him, he has nothing. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm going to stop this nerd discussion because people are just shaking their heads. just like, oh my God, she's on Star Trek again. This was a Family Guy episode? <laughs> family Guy! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else to say about Family Guy. I'm just kind of over it, I suppose. Or I think we've, we've come to the natural uh, conclusion, which is don't watch Family Guy, watch Orville. Yeah, <laughs> if you're definitely. gonna watch something from the Seth MacFarlane franchise, mm-hmm. skip over all the animated shit. Go straight to Orville. <laughs> yeah, or you can even watch um, uh, what is it? A Million Ways to Die in the West, which I surprisingly liked a great amount. It definitely had moments. Like yeah. it, was, it had funny bits. It it did make me laugh a couple of times. I don't know why the part with like the 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 ice falling on the dude and the dude dying. I don't know. That made me laugh for like five minutes. <laughs> I was very disappointed in myself when I started laughing that hard about it. Um, he's also great as the voice of of Mike, the, the the singing mouse in the movie Sing. So I'd recommend that oh, movie. Yeah. That movie is just a lot of fun. I like that. That's movie. a great movie. That's it's a great awesome. movie. It references also, like a thousand songs too. It's yeah. So fun. But also, you want to talk about pulling heartstrings, like the part where the koala goes back to washing cars. Oh, heartstrings pulled. Oh, oh, so much stuff. Or even I, I had maybe a, a tear shed moment when Elephant found her confidence and, and she started she, to sing. She belted it and she mm-hmm. filled it, and I was like, yeah. yes, yes, so, it's amazing, it. uh, amazing. Also, the first time I watched that movie was the first time I heard all of the song "Shake It Off." I did not realize it was the same Taylor Swift song because T Swift sucks. <laughs> um but yes it's the only rendition of that song that i enjoy yeah haters gonna hate <laughs> i'm not i'm not participating in this i'm sorry <laughs> none I of think- this <laughs> shake it off tracy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes because you know how I love cheesy lyric talk and the <laughs> restraint I am feeling right now is intense. <laughs> Fine. But yeah, so watch other Seth MacFarlane things besides Watch Family everything Guy. else by Seth MacFarlane except this. Okay. So. Well, actually, you know what's even really good? Um, you can find live table readings of episodes and watching him do a conversation with with, with yeah with Stewie Brian and um, and Peter back and forth is uh, it's a sight to behold. It's incredible how he switches back and forth so easily. 
That would be cool. Yeah. First time I saw that, I was just like, oh my God, is he going to have a heart attack? Is he going to have a connection? And he's done. Woo! That, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll, I may watch it only because I do love everybody else in the cast. Like Alex Bornstein, Seth Green, Mila Kunis. They're all winners in my book. So right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know, okay. You know what you might want to watch for Family Guy? The uh, original trilogy episodes. Like he does a parody version of the episode, like oh, the movies. Yeah. Um, it's called Blue Harvest. The, the, the Star Star Wars ones, right? Yes. I do remember those ones quite vividly. Those I ones like are the Robert entertaining one better, but <laughs> oh my god, the Robert Chicken ones are so good. They're so, They're so good. Funny. But one of the funny things about it is that at the end of I think it's the first one or the second one, they make reference to Robot Chicken, and then um, Chris is defending the show. <laughs> of Robot course, Chicken she, against of course. Peter. It's so good. <laughs> Of course, I mean that's true. That's true to life. Yeah. That's a true life moment. Yeah, I I love Robot Chicken. I, I love how ridiculous it is, and it's just generally I mean, funny. And like oddly enough, like the same kind of humor, but I think it's like because like because it is making base level jokes, right? Like it's making like the crudest, most vulgar jokes. Often is, but for some reason, it's so much more funnier than Family Guy. And I don't. I think it's because it's aware of itself. Like it's. It, it knows it's be doing bad behavior and like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a more obvious satirical choice. It is, yeah. I, I totally agree. But my my favorite bits are usually the ones that are like like thirty seconds long. Like the old guys laughing in the park and then one of them dying, like <laughs> three. I don't know why. I love every one of those. That's they make great. me laugh. Yeah. Or, um, my other favorite one is the pirate. He's a pirate and he's got like a wheel in front of him. And they're like, what's with the wheel? It's driving me ship. It's really funny. I don't, I don't <laughs> know why it makes me laugh, but it does. It makes me laugh every day. And just like the dolls. I love like all the dolls that they use and like, oh, it, it's like bitch stop pudding. working animation. It's so funny. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, bitch pudding I, I, is funny. I like that. I like the one, I think it's the serial they do of Admiral Ackbar, and I'm like, it's a trap! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they do the two clerks and a con thing as well, which I think is great. Which is like, it's like two two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, but it's Kirk Cameron, oh, yeah. Captain Kirk, and con. <laughs> and pizza place. That oh, that was great. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna see her laughing at myself at it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, watch Robot Chicken instead of Family Guy. There you go. Just do it. Yes, watch Robot Chicken. If there's still a connection there, it still counts. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, that's so funny. All right. Um, is that it? I mean, I feel like we talked about Family Guy for 20 minutes and then spent the next like hour talking about everything else possible. <laughs> But I think we, I think we did justice to the subject matter. <laughs> I think so. I mean, we had a a mini, a two scene reading. Um, we talked about the 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 talent in the show. Uh, we talked about the content of the show, and then we tangented off into areas that slightly touch the programming. So yeah, yeah, I think it works. We're very sophisticated consumers, is what we've established here. Obviously. 
obviously, you know, pure I mean, in theory, this show should appeal to us and we should like it. We have the same uh, humorous qualities of a 14 year old boy. And yet this mm -hmm. fell flat with us. So I think it's well, safe. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is that at some point in time, it did uh, land with us, but because we are maturing adults, quote unquote, um, I don't even think my humor has, you know, matured that much, but still, even I was just like, I did a lot of grimacing while watching the episode. So yeah. 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 We'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll it see exists. in another 10 years if it still it still stands the test of time it's it's like the joke with the hamstring you know like after a long period of time it comes back around to being funny again <sighs> another 20 years exactly we'll see we'll see uh well thank you for being on the show thank you for having me <laughs> um well that's it for this episode of off my shelf until the next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Hope you'll be here to listen.